When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. And welcome to another episode of Shuffology. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> My name is Asabi Goodman, and I am joined by Josh DeVetta. And sitting in for Liam Madden, we've got our wonderful producer, Zane Weber. Hello, and I'm much more comfortable with this topic than <laughs> I was the last one. <laughs> I think I am too. <laughs> um, so what are we talking about today, guys? Well, what aren't we talking about? But, okay, um, but <laughs> uh, Such a generic answer, but <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, I, I am... Very, very excited for this topic. Uh, it is a special... I think that, I think I have a degree in this topic, actually. Uh, yeah, um, not, not just a bachelor. I've got my postgrad. My, I've done <laughs> my doctorate. thesis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything like that. And we are doing... <laughs> girl bands! Yeah. Yay! Cheer, cheer, That is exciting. Yes, love it. Love it. So we are talking about bands... That are all female today. All female. All female. Which I love. I love as well. And I think we've um, silently but not silently um, said to each other that a girl band must at least be a trio for this uh, playlist. Yes. Um, Duos have their thing and solo artists are definitely not a part of this podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Even if they went solo. (laughs) I will say I came across a couple of options that were iffy because they were led by uh, a woman. Yes. um, With backup who are all women but they were billed as a solo with backup yes. but they were really right. a, a package so I haven't included any of them right um, so, so sort of well, like Diana kind of like Ross and, and the, the Supremes, Supremes. exactly yeah. I was just about yeah. to say but see at but least the Supremes have a name and they are there that's yes. true and that's they were the Supremes true. before they were Diana Ross and the Supremes yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. yeah but that's uh, yeah all of mine are the uh, bands themselves that's right Lovely. yeah and i think mine are the same as well I, and there are some bands that are just singers and so i don't talk about the actual band members that are sure. behind them but it's it because that's what people see they see the f- the singers the front people absolutely and i think that's um part of the marketing too because it's easier to market one person a lot of the time mm. or uh, then have like a whole group um sort of situation also i think um it's harder i think there's something about three that really really works mm. three and five i find four really really awkward sometimes mm. i've got a group of eight do you? Oh my goodness! I do. <laughs> uh, is it the Octo and Mom? Or no. no? Well, <laughs> <laughs> but and and it was the first time I saw them. It was awkward for those of us. We were like, "That's a lot of women." 
It is a lot. Well, think about even like those co-groups like S Club 7. That's a lot of people Mm. to try and love at the same time. Well, (laughs) even the Spice Girls with all five of them, you know, so. Well, but five is good because I think five also, um, it's, there's something for everyone in a group of five. Like, obviously, well, I think um, it's, it definitely can be said that girl groups are definitely great marketing tools, Mm -hmm. um, especially for merchandising, um, trying to push a product, posters, all that kind of stuff. And when you think about um, groups like the Spice Girls, like they are the epitome of what yes. like there was something uh, for everyone yes in the Spice exactly yeah. lovely great well let's get on to this yeah i'm excited <laughs> available now for a manola theater begotten a five-part audio drama there's a moment when a gift becomes a curse i don't recognize my body i was born with something broken inside me. I threw all the knives away yesterday. It played out in my head like a film, like something that had already happened. That was the day he began to follow me home. It was a betrayal, I knew that, but I did it anyway. I've lost track of how many nights I've spent down here. I'm on my way to tell him, but surely you know by now what actually happened. Alice. Eileen. Clea. Hazel. Leisha. Audiences are calling begotten emotional, raw, Powerful, spellbinding, and heart-touching. Stage Whispers praises the visual images that sing and says, We are left dancing with the ghosts of the five women, their hopes and dreams, the compromises they've made and lived with. Begotten is released fortnightly via your favourite podcasting platform or can be accessed in full at manolatheatre.com.au. And we're back. We sure are. <laughs> <laughs> what a love, whatever ad we've, uh, you know, we, we love everybody. Yes, that's right. We, we love who we just promoted. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite is when I'll be listening back on the episode and, uh, you know, we go to break and we hear that, hello, yes. do you want to talk about words? And I'm like, I think I do. Look, honestly, I think I've put that one in there once, but it is, it's it, kept it coming up. It's becoming, yeah. a, a, it's become an icon of the show, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, Madam Words or whoever, whoever's speaking. But you know what? Today we are talking about a very, very cool topic, which is girl bands. I personally am passionate about girl bands. Um, I grew up, you know, with listening to all these different girl bands. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with our amazing playlist. I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of our most streamed playlists to date. That's my prediction with it all. Mm. And so we're going to throw it over to our first guest. Uh, sorry, our first host, I should say, or guest host. <laughs> guest host. Or, I'm a guest host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guest host <laughs> um, with the lovely Zane Weber. And Zane, I am so interested in what you have to say. Okay, well, <laughs> yes. those people who know me know that I, my music taste does kind of start at the 1970s and go backwards. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not really into a lot of new music. Uh, like, I appreciate new music and yeah. I have gone through that, like, growing up, having music influence you or whatever. But I am i don't really relate to music in the same way that a lot of people do. But my first... <clears throat> my first uh, kind of music experience was a cassette 
that of 1960s rock and roll that I got from my father's car. <laughs> and that's what, what I started listening to on repeat. And then I worked my way back. So what I'm going to do, I've probably got the oldest songs on the list. The classics, so. darling, yes. the classics. Yeah, so I'm actually going to do it chronologically from oldest to newest. Right, okay. Uh, so uh, from uh, the Andrews Sisters. Yay! Yes, <laughs> love it. 1941, Boogie Woogie Eagle Boy. Love Say love, that fast, love. literally. Well, actually, it's basically, that is a tongue it's basically a patter song, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so this is this is Andrews Andrews Sisters, of course. Um, it, it's appeared in lots of different movies, and of course, was re-recorded by the by the fabulous Bette Midler, who mm-hmm. whose version you've is probably yes. the one that you. No. Most probably, yeah. yeah. Well, I know the original, but that's because I was around when yeah. Bette Midler did her <laughs> cover. So. I, I, I do think I do think I heard Bette Midler's first. I do really enjoy the Andrew Sisters version. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, I will say also all of my all the songs that I've picked have been covered and recovered and recovered and yes. recovered. Yes. I will be crediting the first release, sure. Um, but I will also mention if there's interesting. Covers. Uh, interesting yes. covers that have gone on. Yeah, so um, Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy is interesting because it was actually based on a, another song right. um, written by Ray Prince um, called Beat Me Daddy Eight to the Bar. Yes. I yeah. think I've yes. seen that movie online before. Oh, Just see. <laughs> <laughs> Explicit. Um, yeah, so that that's basically about uh, Boogie Woogie piano player and this one is, is of course uh, a bugle boy who goes to the army so this is again one of my favourite styles of song where it's telling a story yeah. absolutely um, and they use that phrase eight to the bar in the song as yes well. they absolutely mm. do mm. Um, do we know what company B is it's the the army regiment. the regiment oh of yeah. course of course of course yeah. sorry and also uh, my vivid memory of the Andrew sisters when I was you know just learning about music in general I remember seeing this fabulous clip because they would perform for the for the, for the troops a lot mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and have the and it was like and they really are one of the first girl groups when you think mm-hmm. about yeah. it because like they had the choreography and it was all <laughs> yes. cute and stuff and you know and yeah, and the and they even wore the the uniforms themselves which is very camp I have to mm. say like <laughs> you know they invented drag no <laughs> oh girl see. Yeah. <laughs> so in its first release, it uh, got to number six on the charts um, in 41. Uh, oh, I forgot there were even charts in that. There have always been charts. Bette Midler's 1972 recording got to uh, top 10 wow. uh, on the Billboard Top 100. And the songs ranked number six in Songs of the Century. Wow. So, it is an iconic well, last, song. last century. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> last century. This century hasn't finished. Yeah. <laughs> it's barely started. Also, it was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, um, for what film? For, well, I, I, it didn't actually tell me. Oh, okay. Um, but it lost out to The Last Time I Saw Paris, mm. which is a right. Porter song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, nah. well, there you go. Well, yeah. Cold Porter was kind of like dominating at the time. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And now <laughs> and he doesn't drag. stop. <laughs> that, no, that is very true. That is very true. Uh, okay. So that's my first Love song. It. Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy from Company B. Turn the sugar card to Kuda Kota Candy Man. Oh, is there a, yes. oh, is there hey. a something I parallel what there? there? What's I going see on? What you did there. It's um, or e- even the costumes in, in the 
music video for that song. For Candy Oh, with the yeah. three Christina Aguilera's? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's one of my favourite things because I remember thinking, going, oh, she's not dirty anymore. Then I actually listened to the lyrics and went, oh, no, no. <laughs> she's a dirty, dirty, dirty girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort Candy of thing. But that, but that was all the whole concept of that album of um, yes. th- going, throwing back to back old to music. Basics, back yeah. to basics. Back to basics. What the album was called, but mixing it with um, hip hop, which yes. is amazing. Yes. Oh, that was a great album. Anyway, we digress. So, Zane, you've given us, you started off really, really strong, so I don't know where we're going to go from here. But, <laughs> but could you please enlighten us with your second choice? Well, we are going to skip ahead 13 oh. years to 1954 with Mr. Sandman. Yes, oh, great. I love so, this. this is, of course, uh, the Cordettes. Yes. Um, were the, the first recorders. This has gone on to be recorded by both boy bands and girl bands. Yes. Um, with the, with the, the lyrics changed accordingly to keep it heteronormative. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was about we to love, say, I would love <laughs> to hear a boy band sing Mr. Salmon, but not if they've changed the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, um, yeah, so it was written by Pat Ballard. Uh-huh. Um, um, so, and recorded originally by Vaughn Monroe and his orchestra, but then, of course, the Cordette released it as, the Cordettes released it as uh, the song that we get to know now. Um, I will say that original song, reached number one on all three of the Billboard Popular Music Charts. Wow. Um, at the same time. So it was best sellers in stores, most played by disc jockeys, and most played in jukeboxes. Far well, Number one, all at the same time. And you thought that people were taking a nap, but it's not. It's like <laughs> no. people are listening to this song. It's a good song. It is, and, it it's, is you know, and it's, and it's not as song. easy as what people think. Like those parts are intense. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are intense. Yes. So, Beautiful. like a lot of these older songs, it has been recovered and recovered. The next most popular version is probably the Emmylou Harris version, right. which is 1981. The interesting story behind that is it was actually recorded by Emmylou Harris in 78 with Dolly Parton and Linda Ronstadt. What? Um, they re- wow. recorded it as a trio album um, that they were going to release, but it was scrapped. Oh. Um, <gasps> They did reunite and release two trio albums later on, but they didn't include it's this. Yeah. Right. Oh, that would have been beautiful. But em- Emily Harris then went on in 1981 to record all three parts yes. and release the song herself. She's a we love technology. Yeah. We can do that in 1981. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, eight track. That's right. <laughs> Multi-track that. Yeah, yes. so e- even in 1981, it reached uh, number 10 on the Hot Country Singles Chart, but number 37 on the Hot 100. On the it's not right. a country song. Oh, but Emily Harris is Emily a country, Harris is country, country singer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure the arrangement I would was love to hear that version, actually. Right. Well, that single is the only Harris uh, song to reach top 40 on the Hot 100. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Wow. Cool, 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 cool. Also, I think um, when I think, like, if you like, flip it to even more modern like acts now, the Papuni Sisters... Have you heard of them? Uh, so they're the three. They're the, they're the group that feature on Michael Bublé's Jingle Bells. Oh, you ready right. to sing a little Jingle Bells? Yeah, oh. that's them. Wow. And they do an amazing cover of Crazy in Love in that same vein of like ninety. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but oh. the, yeah, they're like a modern sort of like um, yeah, yeah, do boppy sort, sort of, of. Yeah, it's really really cool. Ah, who are they? The po- not, no, not Punani. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to so say Papini. that. Papini. Yes. Papini. Oh God, I got that wrong. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, that's two choices. That's two. Uh, okay, so right. we're jumping way ahead right. to mm. 1984. We love 1984. I'm so excited by the point of ah! Sisters. Woo! <laughs> Love, love, Sorry, there was a delay because I was song. actually trying to go, which button do I press? <laughs> <laughs> Rim shot. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. 
The Pointer Sisters are not a joke. No, no they're not. <laughs> no, they are not. not. Um, I had a lot of uh, a lot of trouble picking a Pointer Sisters song There's to so go on this many. list. There's quite a few. Mm. I think uh, I'm so excited I picked it just because it is. I, I feel like the most recognisable song where mm-hmm. people, if you play it, people will go, yes. yes, I love this song, but might not necessarily know that it is yeah. The Pointer Sisters. Yes. Um, and The Pointer Sisters uh, are actually sisters. They started out mm-hmm. as sisters. And they continue to this day, the the uh, the cast rotates. So they, they're right. still all pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, daughters just not necessarily and sisters. sisters. Just not necessarily <laughs> yeah. sisters any yeah. anymore. So they're still performing. Sisters. Yeah. We're yeah. really close. Mm-hmm. So that was a rent reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're close. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I love their Neutron dance. Yes. That's one of my favorites yeah. as well. I also love. Can I? Just, I'm going to add an honorable mention just for Zane's yeah. list. Yeah. When we're talking yeah. about Pointer Sisters, um, Jump is such a good yes. song. Yes, Jump for yes. my love. Slow oh, hand. Yes. 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 Oh. yes. Oh. Darling, <laughs> darling, it's only it's only Ooh. Sunday at uh eleven oh seven, and I'm already feeling the spirit come alive. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the Pointer Sisters, and they featured on We Are the World, Michael yep. Jackson's yes. collaboration. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so they were huge, huge. Yeah, so in the 80s. it was originally Anita, Ruth, and June. Yes, um, uh, Pointer. Uh, they actually wrote and composed this in collaboration with Trevor Lawrence. So oh, right. this yeah, they actually wrote this as well. All the previous ones that I've spoken about written mm-hmm. by someone else for a girl group. This yep. the girl group actually wrote this one. Which is actually quite rare. <coughs> yeah. When you yeah. think about it, yeah. yeah. Um so he got to only only to number thirty on uh the US Billboard Hot One Hundred. That is that that is tragic. Mm. Yeah, but it was remixed and re released in eighty four and it reached number nine. Right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And Billboard named this song number 23 on the 100 greatest girl group song of all time. Oh, I yes. agree with that. I yes. put it as number three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. And you know what? Zane's list has so much more validity than was it Rolling Stone or Billboard, wherever yeah, it, it is, Billboard. Like, or Billboard, <laughs> whatever. We need to write Billboard a letter. Yes. I think I've composed many in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we are sorry, but you are wrong, yeah. Billboard. <laughs> Who do you think you are? And so... Following that train of girl group written and performed songs. Love this. Next one, 1996, debut single, British girl group, Wanna Be by the Spice Girls. Amazing. Yeah, so this is, I couldn't not put a, I, a Spice Girl song on this list. It, it had to be on there. Yeah. Um, Wanna Be, I think, is a huge. Uh, just a huge song for a debut single and they it's written and composed by the group in collaboration with Matt Rowe Matt and Rowe, yes. Richard Stannard mm-hmm. um, so I don't know exactly like that's how it's credited yep. I'm not sure because the girls were still kind of getting to know each other they, were, yeah. Yeah. they had written uh, a, cup, a couple of songs before this together but uh, one was too explicit for the target audience so they right. didn't release <laughs> it first um, and then they came out with with wannabe. Yeah. Uh, so this was the first thing. That so they did released. they write songs pre Jerry because Jerry was the last person to get put into because they had because the they had another girl first and they replaced it with Jerry. No, it? I think so. This was with Jerry. With I Jerry, think okay. Their first professional songwriting session. This song this came out of. That's a ama- that's yeah. that's wow. really good instinct. Yeah. I have to, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the two guys that they wrote it with, because I'm pretty sure they also produced the record with them as well. Did Rowan Stannard. Uh, yeah. So uh, they. I believe they produced it, but then they weren't happy with that. So they gave it to someone else. They to gave produce. it to someone okay, else yeah. to to redo. 
So Wannabe topped UK singles chart for seven weeks. Amazing. Received double platinum. Uh, the song was released in the United States in 97. Yes. Mm-hmm. Topped Hot 100 for four weeks. Did it get to number one? Number one yep. for four yep. weeks. Uh, the group's only number one single in... Uh, in that country, in the US. Yes. Yeah. And that was a big thing as well because also because we look at metrics differently now than we did back then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's actually amazing to crack America on that because it would have been physical sales and actual yeah. radio yes. play as well. Yes, yes. And, and I remember I was in a chem lab class and a friend of mine, we, we were talking and he was like, what are you guys doing tonight? We're like, oh, nothing. What are you doing? I'm going to go see the Spice Girls. And we're like, the who? <laughs> and this was back in 97. That's and amazing. Like, yeah. Sabi has the best story. <laughs> <laughs> and they this. were so brand, like they were new. They were yeah. very new. Yes. I don't know how they were playing over here already, but they, yeah. over here, over there already, but they were. And we had a friend, and he, you know, th- he was like, five hot girls. Yeah, I'm going to go see them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, their climb was meteoric. Like mm. they hit and they hit hard. They did. By March uh, 1997, the, the, they, ha- they were topping out the charts in 37 different countries That's around the world. incredible numbers. Yeah. Wow. And also, I think that like, like, there hadn't been like a like a huge phenom like that out of the UK for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, people compare it to Beatlemania, how yeah. huge the Spice Spice massive. Fever was, you yeah. know? And in the UK, the big it was, it was big for females too because boy bands were dominating in the UK mm-hmm. with like yep. Take That and all that kind of... And, and um, what's the other really, really big UK group? No, was like, it 98 Degrees? No, that's... No, that's, that's America. But also like um, <laughs> Britpop was really big with, um, the, with Blur yeah. and Oasis oh, yes, and all and Oasis, that. Yeah. So when these... Like when it was these five girls like these northern northern girls mm. they 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 did it and so i think it was i remember them saying it was a shock for them too they were just like so we were just collecting doll payments like three mm. weeks yeah. ago yep. Yep. and now we're the biggest superstars on <laughs> yep. the planet like you don't see that type of yeah. meteoric but rise you know, anymore they were fun and campy mm-hmm. and you know they were power. really yeah girl power mm. they really pushed that and that was apparently what we all needed yeah yep. Uh, and the interesting fact I found out about this song is in 2014, in a 2014 study, it was chosen as the most easily recognisable pop song oh, of the last 60 years. Mm. Yeah, when I this, bloody believe it. When yeah. this comes on, you know what you're getting. All you have to hear is, yo, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And everybody knows Absolutely. that song. And, it's, and, and it's, starts singing along. Yeah, and, it's, and it's actually, it's not an overproduced song either when you think, like it's actually really simple production with like, literally the whole like instrumentation just boom, 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 and that's it. Like yep. these I'm days, you sure would I hear have so that on my layers. Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, Zane, I'm like we're talking about the Spice Girls, but we have to keep on moving. Yes, Otherwise, yes. it's going to be a three-hour okay, podcast. Okay, last here. one, most yeah. recent. Oh, um, okay, most recent slash not most recent um, is Lady Marmalade, originally ah, by Labelle, La yes. but I also need to like where I found it was. Milan Rouge, the number one topic of our, of our podcast, which <laughs> is Milan Rouge, and that that was um, Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. Lil Kim, Maya, and Pink yeah. in two thousand and one. Yes, it was. Yeah, so Such it a is, good cover. and um, we have not had a group collaboration of that level 
nope. since then, and it's been nearly twenty years. Haven't had a super group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they weren't even really a girl group. They no, were just they were asked just... to be a part of it because yeah. they were kind of like the biggest stars at the, at the time, time. Yep. which is so funny because you look back and go, "Where's Maya these days?" I'd love to know <laughs> where Maya. Kids, I, I loved know. Case of the X, by the yeah. way. Back yeah. then. Yeah. Like, yep. Really, really cool. And do you have any fun facts for us about Lady Marmalade Zane? Uh, so when it was recorded in 1974 mm. um, by Labelle, uh, Labelle held the number one spot on Billboard Hot 100 chart for one week. Yes. Um, and we've talked about did. that before, actually, yeah. where because um, of the particular social climate and cultural climate, just to get one week as a black group at number one is like a huge thing, huge, even yeah. if it was for only yeah, one week. I will also throw in a quick mention for the girl group All Saints. Yeah! In 98. Okay. Uh, who, yeah, who also uh, released a cover. <laughs> um, released a cover that peaked at number one in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know it, All Saints. Yes, it, it's... it's <laughs> uh, look, that a it's, TV it's, show here? It was. It was, yeah. absolutely. Okay. No, All Saints... The, look, we'll talk about All Saints later. I'll just... Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Off air. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and the last, the last um, fun fact is uh, that... Lady Marmalade was the ninth song to reach number one by two different musical acts in the US. Ah, it's a good song. Yeah. Wait, what? You said it was the ninth song? The ninth song to reach yes. uh, number one by two different musical acts. So right. the cover and the original. Yes. Or, yeah, two yes. covers. Amazing. Yes. Oh. So that's Very my list. That's awesome. A, mm, I, I think the players can stop there <laughs> <laughs> because we've already like gotten to 100. I don't know how yeah, we can okay. push will, part to the next. I will say I've, I've stopped at 2001 if you give me yeah. 2001. <laughs> yeah. if, if you don't, then I've stopped at 96. Yes. Right. So yes. there's, there's tw- 20 plus years still of girl groups. That you well, I think the history of... Well, we just got the history of girl groups. Like, <laughs> you know, there's the history of wrong guys... Uh, that's a Kiki Boots reference. Oh, okay. And there's a history of girl bands, and Zane has definitely given us a great thank blueprint you, to work on. So thank you so much, Zane. They're amazing yes. choices. You're very welcome. This was very fun listening. Yeah, wow. it was fun listening to it too. Mm. I just I, lo- I love when people's like vocal tone changes when they get excited about a topic. <laughs> it's um very very enthralling pitches, to hear. Pitches, yep. Well, we're gonna have a short little break, and when we come back, we're gonna listen to Asabi's Choice Sands. <laughs> Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Bess. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's not kind of productions podcast. All right, we are back with more girl groups. Woohoo! Yes, get it, girl. And I, as 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 a as a as a masculine presence in this podcast, are you absolutely? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think there's a fair amount of estrogen sitting around the table. <laughs> there's, there's not a small amount of estrogen around the table, <laughs> but we're not saying there's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> That's either, right. so. I don't know, guys. I'm pretty hairy. <laughs> I want to know what Asabi has to say about the best girl group songs. Oh yes. Okay. So I. 
also went in a chronological order. Lovely. And started with what I consider to be the ultimate girl group. Not as far back as the Andrews sisters, but a little bit further ahead. The Supremes. Nice. Never heard of them. (laughs) Never heard of them. I know. They're just relegated to the past. (laughs) (laughs) You keep me hanging on. Right. Yes. Yes, recorded in 196 <laughs> and written by the Motown trio of Holland Dozier Holland. Mm-hmm. Right? So they, they wrote 10 H-D-H. of the Supremes' number one hits. Pretty amazing. They were pretty amazing. Um, this was recorded in 1966 for them. I love that four on the floor beat. Mm-hmm. It's quite funky pop yep. for the day. Um, and of course, at that point, Diana Ross had been anointed the lead singer of yes. the group because they did come in as a trio. Or actually, they came in as four. Four, yeah. And yeah. then one of their members left to. Effie Watch left yeah. the group. <laughs> Bye, Effie. Mm. See you, Felicia. Effie, we all got pain. That's right. Why. Mm-hmm. I think she was having children or she got married, you know, things that you did back then. And it took them a while to get into Motown because yep. Barry Gordy thought they were too young. Yep. And so, you know, they came in and they would they would just do anything that they could just to sort of be in his purview, you know. So they'd come yes. in and they would record hand claps on songs or just mm. record backing vocals. And, and they did do a few recordings that were not as successful, but then I guess they had annoyed him enough and Barry said, all right, fine, I'll sign you to the label. Yeah. And finally gave them a few songs. So You Keep Me Hanging On yes. was one of their number one hits. Um, it is one of six songs. So it was, it's been covered by a number of people. Kim Wilde, yes. most successfully. I do know that version. And so it's one of six songs to reach number one by two different groups yes. on the Billboard Hot 100. Right, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. But Kim obviously not being from a America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it was also covered by a band called Vanilla Fudge. Um, in 1967, so <laughs> <laughs> I did not get a chance to unpack that. No pun intended. That's what you could call like a white homosexual man. <laughs> it's a white fudge. They were four white guys. Oh, um, well, see, I knew it. I knew it. Yep. And and I I had made a mental note to go and see if I could find a recording, and I didn't get a chance I to think do that. that I think that deserves a deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I really need to. I need to figure out who Vanilla Fudge is. Yes. Um. But, yeah, so it has been covered by a number of different people. Um, on, let's see, it is number, let's see, it hit, what did I have here? It went I consider one, them, it? yeah, it went yeah. to number one. I consider them trailblazers oh, for, absolutely. specifically oh, God, yeah. for African Americans and yes. blues and hip hop and pop that have come mm-hmm. after them because, you know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of, well, there were a number of black groups, but back in that time, you had segregated radio sure in the U.S., right? So if you were a black act, it was really difficult to get mainstream play on other radio stations. So what Motown did with these women, they really dressed them up. Like mm-hmm. they really glamorized them. Mm-hmm. And they were as big, if not bigger, than the Beatles. Yeah, at the time. Abs- absolutely. Like they were well-known, well-loved, all over the world, uh, even going as far as to have their own brand of bread. 
And what's more American than that? Can I get some that? of that bread, please? <laughs> I want to know, was it white bread? I think <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it could have been rye, but I don't know. <laughs> it just—it definitely wasn't pumpernickel. No. Right? That's mm-hmm. I bet it was white bread. Mm. But I, yes, yeah, so I read that and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting. A brand of bread. <laughs> the Supremes. What's well, that merchandising piece yeah. that we've talked about? Like they really were like the first like yes. kind of like merchandise kind of girl group and mm. And you know, and we all know that Motown was to you know to bring black acts to the to the mainstream. Yes. And also, I think um, when you think about like Diana Ro- Diana Ross herself, like she had this tone that was really accessible as well for mm. both a white and a black audience. Yes. Because a lot of the time people are like, I don't want to hear a black singer. They're too loud or they're too ah, that or kind of thing. Or people would complain that they couldn't understand, understand what, what they they're were saying. saying. Exactly. So there was there, one of the uh, critiques that they received from a reviewer was that, you know, adults can actually understand nine out of ten things they say. That's crazy. And Ugh. I'm like, oh. So yeah. of the times, right? <laughs> and, but, uh, and on the flip side of that, when people discovered like later on that Diana had soul, that right. was a whole different yeah. like thing in itself, you know. Like it just it really, really interesting. Mm. Like just following that trajectory of Motown and how how they had to how they had to inch actual like yes. class mm. and taste mm-hmm. into the white yes. world exactly. Yes. So it was palatable, and that's yeah. a mm. real like we could digress about that. Well, you know, you can't just throw things onto people. You gotta exactly. give them a little bit, get them used to it. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> eating broccoli, right? You know, you take a little taste. Is it all right? It's okay. Have a little bit more. Just like eating <laughs> broccoli, just throw some butter on it yeah. and, and call it a day. <laughs> or so what cheese. you're saying is that Diana Ross is the butter oh, and, the I was and I will spread her on her Supreme's bread any time <laughs> of the day. Thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, so that's my and now on a sobby scale of singability, I give this an eight. Yay! Yes. Yes. <laughs> the audience has been very delayed in their response today, I have to say. I know. Audience might get fired. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. We love the audience. Love Aww. the audience. All right. Now, my next song, and we're skipping probably close, almost 20 years into the future, so about 17. Um, this is a song that the first time I heard it, I just, I don't know how old I was, maybe eight, but it was everything to me. So it's Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Oh, Bananarama. <laughs> yes. yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now, as an eight-year-old, I can't have too much angst. <laughs> I didn't. But <laughs> I just, I loved what this song was, just talking about being lonely in the summer. Mm. But it was such an upbeat, poppy song. And you know, they, you saw these three women in their overalls just having a good time. <sighs> mm-hmm. I really loved the 80s. I yeah. wish I, I, I wanted to be grown in the 80s because I saw how much fun everybody looked to be having and this group was just super fun. Yes. Um, uh, you know, it has that, that hook in the beginning with that you know, I just, uh, I love it. it. It's what the 80s should be. Or yes. It's what the 80s were. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally. What they were. True <laughs> they truly were this. Um, and it's just fresh and free. Now, this is off their second studio album that was called Banana Rama. Mm-hmm. And they filmed the video in New York City, which I thought was pretty cool. So, you know, they're just running around New York City and Central Park and having a good time. Yes. Being girls, what, what? And now <laughs> this song was number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 and number eight in the UK. And it is number 13 on the greatest girl group song of all time. I believe it. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that that 
Oh, yeah, okay. I know. It yeah. beat the Pointer Sisters. And I tried to get a look at this list, but you have to be a, a member, member yep. on billboards. <laughs> oh. I tried as well. Mm-hmm, because I, I wanted to see where this What Supremes. is with these paid articles these <laughs> days? Well, I don't know if you actually need to pay. We'll I think it's free up. to sign up, but okay. I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> get that fake email address, <laughs> so you know, the one that you use for all subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, I think that the, the Bananarama, they're one of the top girl groups to ever come out of the UK. Yep. So mm. they had like 28 hits on the UK Top 50 and they covered a Supreme song called Nathan Jones. Right. As well. Yeah. Okay, okay. Another song I'm not very familiar with. Um, but this song also featured in the film Karate Kid, which is where I heard oh, it. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And so, and, and that was how I was introduced to this song. So I remember seeing Karate Kid back at the theater when it was completely sold out and packed. And wax you, on, wax right? off. Right, and you had to sit in the front row looking straight oh, up. Oh, that is not the worst. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, separated from your parents because there was like, you just had to find a seat. So, yep, yep I remember that song and it was oh, the best. It was such a good song. So that for me, because um, it is so singable and it is so relatable and it just so feel good. That gets a 10 on a Sabi scale. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my first 10. Yes, for Banana Rama. <laughs> yeah. One fun, cool fact about this group as well they always sang in unison. Yes. All three of them, they always sang in unison. Huh. So, it was very yeah. interesting. Mm, mm. But if they sang in unison, did they, have, did they have background vocals that would add harmonies? or No. Everything's right. in unison. I have, to, I have to listen to their catalog again. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so if you think about Venus, um, oh, oh, another yeah. song of theirs. I rule the uh, It's all. I was thinking of um, the shaving ad because I yeah. remember had Gillette had Venus and they used that. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> yes. That's funny. So that's that's your second <laughs> That's second my pick? second yes. pick. What's, yes. what's number three? So now my third pick is Nine Years Into the Future and it's a group called En Vogue. Oh, yeah, nice. Free Your Mind. Mm-hmm. I love this tune. Love it, love it. It was like they were singing what needed to be said. So it's a, a tune that it, that talks about racial prejudice mm-hmm. and the way, for me anyway, the way black women tend to be seen. And they're basically saying, stop. Just stop criticizing us within the black community and without. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, the yeah. very first verse is looking inward and you know the things that people say oh you're dating a white man well you must not like your people or you have straight hair or you know and and that's that's the voices from within our own community that are criticizing us you know we struggle with colorism and that sort of thing and then the next few verses go outside of that and i just i loved it it was so like everybody was just like what did they just say that (laughs) did they just do that oh my god this is great you know so it, it it was shocking at first like you know, you, first time you hear it you're like oh but then it kind of sets in and they did it sort of outside of their R&B spectrum yes. right so it was more kind of heavy metal yeah, hard yeah. rock just really in your face pumping and I think that that resonated with more than their normal audience yeah. as yes. well. And, you, and use of live instruments too. Like yeah. when you, I, I know there's the, the, the other one that we haven't talked about, the huge song, uh, Don't oh. Let Go Love. Right, okay. <laughs> and I, but I love like it's all guitar riff driven yes. and like live drum kits. Like yes. I guess that really does help with the crossover as well. Mm-hmm. And they could sing their freaking face oh, off. Oh, they were that amazing. Was <laughs> and so, you know, they added their R&B harmonies on mm-hmm. top of that and it just really made the song. It was great. 
such a good song. So now this one was only ranked at number 41 on the greatest girl groups of all time by Billboard. Um, but it hit number eight at its peak, and it hit number 16 in the UK. And even though they never won a Grammy, they are still considered one of the most popular girl bands to ever come out of the US. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Vogue, like, doing research for this, like, they're on every list. Yes. Yes. Um, which was, it was, it was, it was I, I wanted to know which song would be chosen by On Vogue. Um, for oh, there's so <laughs> many. So many. I, and yes. I initially wanted, I, I initially thought about putting giving him something he could feel. Because oh, yeah. that's yeah. even, it's a cover, but that was one of my favorites from them. Um, but I, I really loved Free Your Mind as well. It's a great yeah, song. Absolutely. And also, I think a lot of like those like influential Groups mm. like on Vogue um, or even Diana Ross. Mm. Diana Ross has never been had never had a Grammy win either. Oh really? Yeah, she's never won I a Grammy, and she is like this. an icon. She's iconic. She's absolutely iconic. Oh, yeah. far out. That's a shame. She should get an honorary Grammy. Yeah, <laughs> you would think. Yeah. You would think she might have one. Does she, she have she, one? <laughs> um, I don't know. She's definitely in the Rock and Roll Hall, hall of, of Fame. fame. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She, they'd have to be. They'd, that would just be insane to not have mm. them. That's riot. Yeah. Right there. All right. Well, um, that's uh, before we start writing. That was number three. <laughs> oh, that was number three. And on my scale of singability, I gave it an eight. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. All right. So on to number four. Um, this is a song I've actually been listening to on repeat for the last three weeks. So SWV's right here, <gasps> oh, the Human right. Nature remix. <laughs> Asabi's had so many applauses today. She's, she's doing well. She's I'm doing hitting well. them out of the park. Yes. Um, and, and I have to stress that it is the Human Nature remix. So there is right. another right here that they mm. released. And then this one was remixed by Teddy Riley. And the girls have not so, uh, maybe about five or six years ago. Please stop hitting your mic. <laughs> I, I literally, the, the, before, the, before we started recording, I was like, Josh, do not hit the mic yeah. today. And I even stepped away from the mic yeah. and I still hit it. Yeah, you still hit it. I'm cursed. <laughs> but uh, the girls have gone on record as saying that they weren't very fond of that Teddy Riley remix, even though that has been a huge mm, hit for them. Sure. Um, I love it, number one, because, I mean, who doesn't love Michael Jackson? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, let me ask that again. Who doesn't love Michael Jackson? No. Um, <laughs> and it has that human nature rift all through it, the, uh -huh. or hook, and it just, uh, this song gives me life. I love this song so much. I love the, the drum beats, the, the harmonies, and then, you know, you've got that beautiful synth that just sort of plays through the song it, it, it you feel like you're just relaxing on a beach i love that when you yeah. hear this song mm. it is just so beautiful never mind the lyrics the lyrics are great but just the sound of the song itself is what i really love and what does swv stand for sisters with voices that's right so they were originally a gospel group that's mm. why they were created and then they started singing r&b um, now, one of the, the this song is ranked number seventeen on the greatest girl groups of all time by Billboard, and yeah, it's it's actually part of the what's known as the New Jack Swing sound. Are you guys right. familiar with that sound? So it's like oh. a mix of hip hop and dance pop with R and B melodies and lyrics on top. New Jack Swing. New Jack Swing. So kind of a fusion piece, if mm. you will. Yeah, 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 it's a bit of fusion. Um, I'm trying to remember. So Janet Jackson's Control album was probably one of the first albums to use that sound on yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she had that Minneapolis sound, but then Is that the same in, producers? 
Uh, I don't no, believe right. it is. Because those two guys are really responsible for like that control out. I forgot their names. Um, uh, oh. Because they were, yeah. Jimmy Jam. Yes. And that's Terry all, yeah. Lewis. Yes. That's it. What, Great what? memory, Asabi. <laughs> like, in fact. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, don't know how I pulled that one out. But <laughs> I, th- they were big. They mm-hmm. were very, very big. So, yeah, that new. And there, uh, I was trying to remember the name of a tune, and they actually sing about the New Jack Swing era. All right. Yeah. Okay, so okay. Yeah, they mention it in their songs. Um, and is this a nine? It is a nine. Ah. <laughs> oh, Zane's getting onto this scale yeah. real oh, good. Try, try, to, try to pick where it is because we've got a 10 now, so we know yes. we know where that is. Yes, yes. So <laughs> Cruel Summer is a 10. Uh, you'd be surprised with some 10s that I have um, because a lot of it is feeling for me. Nostalgia like it, it, as Yeah, well, it's yeah. that nostalgia and the way it makes me feel. Love that. Yep. So, so that's, a num- that's a nine on the singability scale. And now my final song is one that you would, some of our listeners might have heard of. Very few, I would say, if they're all English language listeners. This is a song by a group called Morning Musume, which is a a J-pop band, eight members. (laughs) It was formed in 1997. The name of the song is Daite Hold On Me. Yeah, it makes no sense. (laughs) Cool, yes. (laughs) So the rise of girl groups started in Japan around the mid-90s and just sort of took over. They call them idol groups, you know. So they make them very cute, and they usually get a lot of them. They're still very strong in Asia, actually, right now. So there's a lot of K-pop bands that are very big. Mm. On the rise, mate. On the rise. Yes. Well, they are starting to break through into the mainstream. They are mainstream, mainstream, yeah, with their boy bands as well. Well, BTS, yeah, they're the most talked about band at the moment. Exactly. So this one, Morning Musume, or now they're known as Morning Musume 2.0, or Momusu, <laughs> because they're they're kind of like the the equivalent to um, Menudo, right? So you know how Menudo was it continued; it just has new members every now and again. Right. So okay. they're they're rotating members all the time. So this band is still going to this day and still releasing music. They are, I want to say, they're like the second highest selling singles of all time in Japan. They're just massive. So now I moved to Japan to study back in 98, and their third hit was just dropping at the time. And they used to release them on those little eight-centimeter discs, (laughs) you know, those little tiny ones. Yes. So those were huge in Japan. So, of course, you know, this was all over the radio, this song, and we heard it. We loved it. We were just like, yay! J-pop, whoa, it's so good, uh, you know, and they're just like, ah, na, 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 na. they had this like cutesy little voices, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and it was just like, oh my God, what is this? But everybody loved them. Like they were, they had sex appeal. They were cute. They did all these cute little. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. 
with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Poses, you know, they bat their eyes, and then they'd sing about songs, you know, love, and like, oh boy, he doesn't love me, but I want him to hold me so much, oh, you know, and... <laughs> We I, just feel, I feel very attacked <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I will say like that. That's 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 a lot of songs. It is in, in every culture. Yes. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yes. Uh, but I mean, it's just the the cutesy, the cute factor that they had, and we just. We loved them, and, and I love this song because it's got like a little rap in the middle of it, you know, and like they're singing all cutesy, and then they're like, yep, yeah, you know, and it's like, whoa, okay. And they were like <laughs> badass women, but you know, very cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Daite Hold On Me, love this song. I actually own that little eight inch, eight centimeter disc, I still have it, and it was just that song was everything for us that summer when we were so in Japan. Is it- it's sung in Japanese. It is, yeah. So, and that was the other funny thing. It's kind of like they sing it in Japanese, but then they throw in these English phrases everywhere, oh. which is very common with a lot right. of Japanese songs. So, is yeah. is Daito Hold On Me like an English translation of the title, or is no, it No, that, that is the name of the song is Daito Hold On Me. Very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and they sing that in the song, Daito Hold On Me, you know, yeah. So, okay, well, that's mm, your that's your, your those five. Are my five. Yeah. Uh, you haven't given that one a singability. I gave it a seven. Okay. Now it's a seven. Now it was probably closer to a nine when I lived <laughs> there because my Japanese was much better. And now I listened to it and I was like, mm, "Nah, I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing it." Nah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your list. I'm, no I'm so glad that you got the Supremes and Banana Rama and on Vogue on there because Yay. I tried. I tried to fit eight songs. In a, in a five song <laughs> list But I couldn't oh, Very diverse Very, very yes. diverse list. So we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break And we'll come back with Josh's list Hey guys it's Julie And KB From Elvis Lives A conspiracy theory podcast What do we talk about Julie? Conspiracies No way What kind do we talk about? Celebrities, mm, government, time travel. Ooh. Tune in every Monday. What day? Monday. What was it? Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday for your fill of conspiracy theories. And we're back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another episode of Shuffology. And this week, we are talking girl groups. <laughs> Is it a joke? I hope no, it's but not I, a joke. I, I, no, I just pressed the wrong button, actually, to be quite honest. The audience has been so good today. <laughs> they're laughing when they're not supposed to, crying when they're not supposed to. Whistling uh, all over the place. It's exactly, insane. Exactly, the audience. <laughs> well, you've heard from myself and from our wonderful producer, Zane. Yay. Now we're going to hear from Josh DeVetta and find out what his pick for girl groups are. Lovely. Well, I, as I said at the beginning of the episode, I this is my favorite week so far. Probably my favorite since um, the musicals week, <laughs> uh, sort of thing. And uh, everyone's um, done a great um, 
I guess, uh, smorgasbord of their choices today, and it's been very chronological and telling of our history. <laughs> I've done none of that. So, oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I, I will say a lot of my um, groups that I've chosen have been, um, I guess, a part of the uh, marketing, like that that whole cultural influence uh, of the time and things like that. Also, the UK have brought out some of the biggest girl bands of all time, and I yes. wanted to really talk about that. So, I've the first choice that I've that I'm putting on the list and I've done it as like an education piece as well is there's a group from the early 2000s and they lasted nearly 10 years they were called Girls Aloud and they came out of a show called Pop Stars The Rivals oh. um, now Pop Stars was a bit of a phenom it was the pre-Australian Idol same mm. producers as, uh, uh, sorry not Australian but Idol in general um, same producers you know Nigel Lithgow all those mm -hmm. people pre-Simon Cow, basically yeah, okay. And anyway, so basically, uh, they if you know if you know the pop stars format, they would go out and have these big open cattle call auditions to find their next superstars, and mm -hmm. then if they made it to the next round, there would be like maybe a group of like fifty guys and fifty girls, and they'd have more auditions and more you know uh, I guess like you know challenges to try and break it down, and then basically. Um, every week they would perform as solo artists mm -hmm. and the country would keep on voting for them till they finally had this um, thing where they finally got it down to five girls and five guys. Wow. So basically... Um, you know, reality reality singing TV competitions were taking more than uh, two weeks, like what they do now today. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, so basically the nation was falling in love with these people every single week and they were choosing their girl band and their boy band. Oh, and then once the and then once they got down to the um, getting the girl band and the boy band, they had two weeks to promote the single and the winner of the show was whoever got the Christmas number one because that's a huge thing in the UK to get the yeah. Christmas oh, number one. Okay. And so basically they would go out and they both had these two different songs so this song that I've chosen is called Sound of the Underground and it was their debut single basically and so for that two weeks they would campaign it and shop it around and go on radio etc and then they come back for the finale and whoever got the Christmas number one got, got to win the recording contract and all the pageantry wow. and that's intense. You know, going on Top of the Pops. Remember, remember Top of the Pops back in the day? and yeah. oh, the, So Top of the Pops was like the UK billboard sort of thing oh, right, where okay. whoever was number one that week, they got to perform, basically. Oh, yeah, right. it, was, it was a really, really cool concept. Yeah. Um, and anyway... The, so this song, uh, because there have been a couple of other girl bands prior with like Atomic Kitten and things. Mm. And so the UK girl band sound was very bubblegum, very just like, just not, there was, it was just um, marketed that thinking what they thought girls wanted at the time. Yes. Now, when the sound of the underground came out, it was edgy. It was really quite um, rocky as well. Like it was this really different sort of thing. So um, when they won, people just loved the fact that it didn't sound like any other track that they um, were hearing at the time from all those girl groups. So the production company behind this song is Brian Higgins and his production company, Xenomania. Brian Higgins is a co-writer on Shares Believe. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Which well, is there right. you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you go. and so with that, he actually was able to. He had his own vision of what the sound that he wanted to achieve as a producer. And Girls Aloud end up becoming his guinea pigs. Um, to <laughs> and when you hear the music, it doesn't sound like other Brit pop girl groups. Like it's very experimental. It's mm. um, they um, I was I remember watching an interview on their like you know ten years at the top sort of like you know summarization of their decade, and they said that they would actually be recording like something like twenty six songs in 
the space of like two days. Oh my god! They would come back Jeez. a week later, and they had joined all the different parts together to make the one song. Yeah. So yeah. they would listen to the song, going. I'm pretty sure we recorded that song two weeks ago, and but that's not how what it sounded like when we were in yes, the studio because yes. that because they were really taking advantage of technology to put these songs together. And fun fact: Girls Aloud actually had the Guinness World Record for the most top twenty entries um, out of a girl group. Wow! Yeah, so they've they they got twenty yeah twenty top twenties. Wow, they have, yeah. that's impressive. We, and they were one of those things where like people just expected them to be around for a year because of the usual, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. TV show format sort of thing. And they, but they didn't want it to end, and so they so they actually end up becoming like these this fan driven, um, <laughs> you know, cohort. Like that, they were actually bigger than the than the Spice Girls at one point, and just in the UK alone, yeah. they didn't they weren't able to crack any other market because yeah. they were because the UK chose this band, so yeah, yeah. That's only right. they would actually really get the whole you know um, pageantry and. Um, um, you know, I guess like the whole uh, sound of Girls yeah. Aloud. Sort of I don't thing. think we had Idol at the time, did we? Um, American Idol was 2002 when American when um, Kelly Clarkson won. Right, yeah. okay. And, okay. I, and I don't, don't tell me why I remember that, I just know. Well, <laughs> I, I know Kelly won because I remember from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that, that terrible that, thing. That lovely movie, right? yes. Well, I just didn't remember what year. She, yes, yeah, and Kelly Clarkson to this day is still the most successful Idol winner out of all the TV shows that they've had in the past 20, nearly 20 years. Wow. Is that every Idol show or just every in Every Idol show. Wow. Yeah, because her global success is just, yes. it's something to almost um, revere. It's mm. like, holy what they really, really wanted to prove that this show was going to work. Yeah, and they, they really did. invested so much into Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Also, she's talented as hell. Yeah, right? thank so you. That, that kind of helped. She is talented. And I think at the time, because it was post 9-11 and everything mm. like that, I think America were looking for like that girl next door sort of person sure, to be yep. their next pop she was star. just a waitress from North Carolina or uh, something. Texas she's Texas, from Texas yeah, yeah. Same and thing. had that southern thing hey, hi y'all yes I just wanted to listen for American Idol and mm. then but could sing like this black woman like yes. <laughs> she's incredible incredible um, talent and so with yeah so girls allowed um, also they um, so with the Cheryl Cole is, is like one of their big uh, the, the most oh, successful yeah. person to go solo mm. um, was able to work with Will I Am and she, in Australia she had a huge song here with Will I Am called Three Words it's the one that goes three words saved my life it wasn't complicated was okay I'm going too much into the, yeah, into I, the song I now I know I, this song. Josh <laughs> has gone off into a singing phase <laughs> what a surprise I, but, I know her name because I think there was a drag queen called Cheryl Hole yep <laughs> exactly it <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and he got to and and Cheryl Hall ended up being in the lip, lip sync with yes. Cheryl Cheryl in front of him. Yes, that's right. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, Girls Aloud, really really big in the UK. Oh, okay. Um, and really really like just I kind of. Um, even though, like, you could tell they didn't like each other, I kind of wanted to believe that they liked each oh, other, no. which is cool. And also, Cheryl wasn't the most talented. Like, it was actually another girl called Nadine. She was, like, the Mariah Carey of the group right, sort of thing. Okay. And, of course, the best singer sometimes doesn't always get the... Uh, the attention. The attention they deserve. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so my next choice... Um, we're going to go back in time, thirty years. And I, now, this is one of my most favorite songs of my life. Oh boy! Um, I think I've covered this song myself. I watch Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids over and over again because of this song, and the song's called "Hold On" by Wilson Phillips. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Such. Oh my god! This song is 
it's a beautiful song, but there is comedy there. With there the is song. comedy with the song. <laughs> also, um, they got so they actually did reach number one with this song back in 1990, and then Mariah Carey came, and then was everything was just uh, done after that. Mimi took over. <laughs> Well, Josh mentioned Mariah Carey again. What a surprise. Um, So with that, just from the beginning of the song, like it is... It's uh, that Casio piano sort of sound coming, the synth, and they... You know, come with the vocal line and all of a sudden three-part harmony straight away. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, I know this pain. Yes. Oh, just, oh, can we listen to it later? <laughs> Such a great um, song. Also, the girls, actually, the reason why they're called Wilson Phillips is because one of them is the daughter of Brian Wilson, Wilson? from yeah. the Beach Boys and the other two are from the... Um, Mamas and the Puppers. Mamas and the Puppers, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, those two, what were their names again? Um... Phillips. Well, Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phillips, exactly, and they join <laughs> it together, and what, and they actually have a really, really um, crazy um, story. So the lead, so the one of the, I think, yeah, the, the Wilson girl, she actually had a really big past of drug abuse and things like that, and this song actually was what. Draw, like helped her dr- drag her out of her big um, struggles with drug was oh. with substance abuse, and she and she was saying like, yeah, I would be singing these lyrics in the studio like if I can just hold on for one more day, maybe yeah. I could finally get. I'm like, oh, that's actually a really lovely story because it's um, put it's so beautifully put together. Um, th- th- it's earworm like every single section mm. of the song is earworm. Like there are many times where I'll just be tapping along going. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Just really, really great. And just what a great message. I think that message can still yes. translate to today. And Wilson Phillips are definitely in that billboard, you know, best yes. uh, girl groups yeah. of all yeah. time list I as would well. Say this track is very, it's timeless. It is, it timeless. is timeless. And mm-hmm. like, no matter if you're just at home by yourself, you're at a party, when this song comes on, like the vibe in the room just lifts. Mm. There's just something really, there's a real spiritual experience, for me anyway, a real spiritual experience behind that song so good on them Thank, shout out to Wilson Phillips if you want to yes. hang out with some time actually we, we, were, we were just talking about Kelly Clarkson they came and performed on Kelly Clarkson's show because she has her own talk yes. show and at the beginning they do Kelly Oki where Kelly actually opens the whole show by singing a song that the audience chooses what? and so they chose Hold On by Wilson Phillips and then they and then Wilson Phillips came out and um, sang with her with that song as well it's really really cute well now Sidebar and Kelly's show is that an, it's an online show isn't it well at the moment it is because of COVID-19 okay. it definitely is like it's it's it actually it's the same network as Ellen and it's the show right before Ellen so they they're like eleven till twelve yes and then Ellen's twelve to one pm yeah. <laughs> basically I want to say Ellen is on NBC but I don't know for sure um I don't can't quote remember. me on um, that Ellen's not very popular at the moment but we'll talk about oh. that another day <laughs> All right. so that's two choices I've given you so far is that correct yeah, that is two so what's your third lovely lovely well I am going to yeah we'll do this one next all right so we'll move a couple of years ahead. I don't know if you've heard of a little group called um, TLC. Oh. <laughs> no, hey, I've never hey, heard hey, of them. Hey, no? hey. And um, anyway, TLC had this incredible song called Waterfalls oh. uh, from their Crazy Sexy Cool album. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mariah. Oh, all, all, all the sounds. <laughs> all the sounds. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this song is very powerful mm. the storytelling as Zane he loves songs that tell stories this is definitely like a modern thing of that talking oh. about you know suicide and drug addiction and the, how families are affected sex. unprotected sex yes. and how families are can get can be affected by that as well mm. and you know the message of um, you know like when you're going through something and that like you know because it's saying like don't 
go chasing waterfalls, stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. It's like, well, are you saying to just, if you don't feel like you can go move ahead, stay in the lane that you're in? Like, it's really, mm. really interesting conversation mm. that the song brought yeah. out, written by Lisa Left Eye Lopes. Mm. Um, Lopez. Or Lopez, yeah. And um, who, rest in peace, she did pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just the whole, like the video was very expensive to make because it was all that CGI, if you remember, they were dancing in yes. the ocean yes. sort of thing. And they were just, and what's really, really interesting is that a lot of people didn't actually revere TLC for their talent, like, mm. which is really, really interesting. Yeah. But they were very like the look was on point. Yeah, they had this charisma, like that they could deliver this content because mm. they weren't incredible singers or anything well, like that. Well, they had the one. They well, had Cherry. Yeah, Cherry yeah, was the one incredible yes. singer. T Boz was your sort of. She was good, but she was that that contralto yes. voice, and then Left Eye who could just rap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so. Chili um, famously dated Usher for a while too. Mm. Yeah, that's a different uh, <laughs> different sermon. But so um, many stories. Yes. But um, <laughs> but with Waterfalls, like I remember being in primary school when. It um, when it came out and like I didn't know what the song meant back then I just loved the, like I remember just listening to the hook and all you know just singing along don't go chasing mm, and then when I was older and I remember when I started looking at like you would like type in you know TLC Waterfalls lyrics yes. and I just wanted to learn the song so I was yes. going through the lyrics and I'm going this is intense, man. Like mm. it's really, and, and, and so that's when I started going to like, why the song was like, the song did go number one. Um, and just TLC are very important. I think to the blueprint of having, you know, as just similar to the Supremes, like being a part of the blueprint for colored, um, your know, girl groups, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But they weren't a bubblegum pop girl group. No. They wasn't about, like, we were talking about, like, you know, oh, I'm cute, like, you mm-hmm. know, all this. Like, they were talking about real sh- shite <laughs> sort of thing. They really, <laughs> really were. And, um, you know, and further on, they had bigger songs like, you know, No Scrubs and yes. Creep and um, yes. Unpretty, like all those really, really big yes. things. And, yeah, and, and what was really, really interesting is that because they were more like a production deal group, similar mm. to Seduction, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they were winning Grammys, like all this, and getting no money. They, oh, they, really? um, at, at one Grammy post Grammy interview, they had won. They cleaned up. They won like three Grammys that night. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll link you to the interview one time. And they were having this post win interview, and they were just being really honest. They're like, we've won these Grammys and we have no money. Like yeah. we don't like we've we get an allowance for the label. We've made no money from our touring. Yeah. No money from our sales. A like, lot it's of really that is because so. When you sign with an agency, you'll get fronted a, a amount yep. of money up front, and then it's basically like a loan. Yes, exactly. So that you have to go out and you have to do your tours. Mm-hmm. You've got to you know write music. You've got to mm-hmm. do all of this stuff to like you know if you get like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you have to pay that back. Yes, exactly. And so right. it's not until you make that that you then start exactly. To make money. And also, it's that other thing of like um, if it's a production deal, for instance, the work the nineties were infamous for really really mm-hmm. crappy record mm-hmm. deals, where the people that signed you are making more money than, than you, you are, are yourself yeah. because that's their um, surefire way of making sure that if they take a risk on you, that's right. that they're going to receive some type of monetary value back. And so I really really felt like really feel for TLC because they really were one of the biggest girl groups mm. of all time. They really were, um, and to basically have like this no, no, no um, financial 
um, like portfolio to back it up. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it could be quite, uh, you can see why all these acts become depressed and turn to other things to get through life because the biggest thing that they were great at, they didn't even, you know, get to receive the benefits of that besides being famous. Well, I mean, exactly. this is this is just before like the, the trend of artists creating their own record labels exactly. to release their own stuff because... Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well, back then you had to have yeah. a label. There, yeah, there was, yeah, no, there was that, no way to get Yeah, your get, to get out. seen, you know. Um, so it was, but yeah, as the waterfalls, amazing. If you've never heard that song, get on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, right now, listen to it because it's an incredible, incredible song. You probably might think it's dated, but the song I think is timeless. Oh, personally. it's been used in movies. Like, what oh, was absolutely. Uh, There was a, oh, I can't remember. It was in Captain Marvel because they wanted yeah. it to be, reflect the mid 90s that yes. it was and things like yes. that. I, that's, that. That was the best part of that movie for me. That yep. was a 90s soundtrack, actually. One, a little side note about TLC as well that, you know, in terms of being one of the top selling girl groups in the US, mm-hmm. they're number three. Yes, they, so they sold so many records. Mm, Incredible. Mm. Now, well, another um, amazing girl group to come out of the US, which will move on to my fourth choice, another coloured uh, girl group as well. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Destiny's Child. Who? Um, you know. <laughs> uh, some people just call them Beyonce and the backup girls. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Destiny's Child started out very, very young. They were like, so once Matthew Knowles, who was Beyonce's dad, located that his daughter had talent, they started into pop star boot camp at like eight years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like Beyonce has done nothing else. Yeah, you know, that's all she's done her, her entire, entire life. life is be an icon. <laughs> what a career. Um, <laughs> and just the... the and and this guy had no music industry. Like he basically similar. Like he would he used his because he was a business owner. Mm. Whatever money they made, they invested it into this girl group, and they wanted to shop around and that. And they um, enlisted cousins like Kelly Rowland is Beyonce's cousin. Mm-hmm. There was a time where Michelle Williams wasn't in Destiny's Child at one point. There that were a true. five group, then a four group, and then a trio. Yeah. So the song that I've chosen is "Say My Name." Oh yeah. Huge huge song. Yeah. Number one on the Billboard charts. Um, number one in the UK. I think for like seven weeks or something like that really really big now also I wanted to locate sorry not locate but um, talk about uh, there's a really really big producer that went from R&B into pop his name's Dark Child Rodney Jerkins yes yes Um, and he really was a part of changing what R&B and and hip hop was going to sound like for the next decade Uh, similar to Max Martin with pop music and you know um, with um, R&B it was very like you know you had your four one two three Four and then Dark Child came in and changed the beat to one, two, and three, and four. And so it was mm. these different beats that were coming in. And um, I remember choreographers even had to change how they were choreographing because they were like, what are, where are these beats coming from? Where's my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Like yeah. it was all these different things. And with that, like the um, Destiny's Child have always been known for their tight harmonies. They were a harmonizing group, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but also this this marketability of being this dance group as well. Um, Tina Tina Knowles, who they're not married anymore, but like she was, she would design all the clothes for mm-hmm. the group. Like it was like this in-house family. Um, from Dallas, Texas, that somehow were able Houston, to weren't they from oh, sorry, Houston, Houston, Texas, yeah. sorry, that were able to create and that um, create this huge juggernaut of a package mm. um, that record labels just ate. They they wait they were wanting to. Like, I think they ended up signing to Sony Columbia after all, 
but um, just their influence and just their pop culture um, influence as well. Like, you know, we always, like even the joke around how it was just Beyonce and the backup dancers, yeah. that's marketing, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, poor Michelle, that was always, yeah. a, which yeah. I, which is really sad because Michelle is actually very talented. She's extremely like, talented. And Kelly Rowland is, is a star in her own right as well. She has one of the smoothest voices in the game. Mm. Just that tone is stunning. And but, she's been on, is it Idol? No, what? Well, she's uh, on The Voice the here. Voice she's the coach here, 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 yes, yes, here in The Voice. Yes, here in Australia. So. Uh, and she's had her own great solo. Like, she was actually the first girl to actually have a so- solo single out of the group with N- Nelly Dilemma. Oh, I did so that. So that was, be- that was pre-Crazy in Love, yes. Bonnie and Clyde with Jay-Z, all that kind of yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so with that, um, now Destiny's Child definitely, like it was, um, had, it had their, they had their problems too. Like I said, they went from five girls to four girls yeah. right, to three, three girls, yep. all sort of thing. And then... Weren't uh, they sued? Were a couple, didn't the, the, a couple the, of their yeah, members? They have been sued in the past. And also it was um, very much Matthew Knowles was pushing Beyonce to be at the front. And and you know what, when I look back at it now, she was definitely the most, like the hardest worker. Yeah. Like in the sense, like I think her voice had developed. I don't think she was the best singer earlier on in Destiny's Child. She had to learn to be an amazing singer Mm -hmm. in my opinion Um, and was doing different types of riffs. Like they weren't your usual R&B riffs. She was going almost Arabic with her scales going up and down and things. It was really, really interesting. And also they had like all their songs of of female empowerment, Mm. amazingness from like Say My Name, Independent Woman, Survivor, Jump In, Jump In. Bills, bills, bills. Bills, bills, bills. Like the list goes on and on. They are arguably, um, I think they're like the number one selling group from the from the from America or something like that. I don't know if they're, or it's the top five. Number, they're in the top five. Top five. Uh, top four. Top four. So, yeah. Well, def top five. Yes. Yeah. Definitely so top five. Yeah. like incredible um, metrics, and also they actually received they got global success as well. Yes. I saw Destiny's Child in concert back in two thousand and six, and I've never been the same again. Like mm. it was just this incredible, incredible experience. Um, yeah, and say my name. And I think I'm, I remember um, when I first saw the video because I grew up Christian, so we weren't listening to too much secular music and I remember I had um, I was watching television with my grandpa and Destiny's Child came up and he just goes oh they need to put some clothes on and I think even at 11 years old I was like dad oh, granddad stop saying that Like, <laughs> they look great like, stop it you knew sort of yeah exactly exactly and so yeah so I wanted to really really talk about Destiny's Child because they keep on and also they keep on teasing me with this reunion mm. and they need to make it and they, they need, need to, to make it. it happen they need to do they it they need to make it happen because oh my God, that would sell out the world oh absolutely I I because I, they um, I was going to say like say my name is well I've also seen Beyonce live twice mm. and she does a Destiny's Child medley as oh, well cool. and yeah it's really really cool so that's my fourth, fourth that's song fourth. That's yes. my fourth song and the last one it's a bit more of a funnier one but I wanted to talk about it and <laughs> I, I um <laughs> So back in the mid 2000s, there was this uh, girl group that came out called the Pussycat Dolls. What did you just call me? I called you. A pu- <laughs> I called you a Pussycat Doll, bitch. But um, I think that's that's a label that anyone can be proud. To yeah. Wear. yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Now the Pussycat Dolls were actually a burlesque. Uh, troop yes. back in the like late nineties sort of thing, fronted uh, uh, organized by this um, woman who definitely wins an award for one of the worst 
for one of the worst plastic facelifts in the world, uh, Robin Anton. And what was happening is that they were really taking LA by storm. Like if you went to LA, you would go see the Pussycat Dolls live review because they were also getting celebrities to front these shows. So Gwen Stefani's actually done a Pussycat Dolls show, Christina Aguilera, Christina Applegate. Um, like so, and that was the whole part of the marketing. And then, and, and these were hot shows because they were very modernized burlesque. Yes, it was, um, and the pageantry of it all, and how it was just this really, really great. Like it was just really uh, quite um, innovative at the time of what was going on in the scene, sort yes. of thing. Yeah. And anyway, um, um, that one of the nights, the one there were some record label executives that came to see the Pussycat Dolls live review, and they were like, "We can let's let's talk because we can probably." do something out of this because there's something here and what I love about the Pussycat Dolls is that it was it's a dance troupe that's just led by one girl yes because Nicole Scherzinger Mm -hmm. she's a talent yes she is she can sing now I'm not saying she's the greatest musical theatre actress of all time (laughs) (laughs) but the other woman and she has and she has star quality and natural sex appeal like she doesn't have to try to be sexy she looks at the camera and already she's got that appeal you know and she's um, Hawaiian Filipino descent Mm -hmm. which I love that there was like a girl group that was fronted by a person of colour I loved that and also um, so the songs I've I've chosen is Buttons yes (laughs) Um, because also so they were working with the biggest producers at the time, um, signed by Ron Fair, who also signed Christina Aguilera. And uh, he, as I said, he's um, he were always, he was known for signing uh, really big female acts. Like that was his thing with RCA Records. And anyway, they um, so the first album was called PCD, released back in two thousand and five. Now their biggest, most memorable song is "Don't Ya," which your girlfriend yes. was hot mm-hmm. like yes. me. Which yeah. I I remember I first saw the video and I'm like, these girls are hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Holy moly! And just like this whole different approach because it was overtly sexual. Yes. I'm yeah. saying it that was with in your face. It was really yeah. in your and face, unapologetic, unapologetic, yeah. really um, reminiscent of what Madonna would like if you had yeah. like a group of Madonnas, yep. you know, mm, mm. sort of thing. And and the implication and, and also just almost like this right in the line of confidence and cocky like don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like us and mm-hmm. they just all happen to be hot like yeah. <laughs> sort of yeah. thing like really really interesting and I've always been fascinated by the Pussycat Dolls thing because of the whole Nicole basically singing because she actually recorded the entire album herself Oh what! Down to background vocals, everything like that, and then they brought the girls in one day that and said, "These are the songs." A lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, any background vocal you hear mm-hmm. is Nicole. Yeah, yep. Oh, and then, and then with their microphone, I love them because the, the Pussycat Dolls will just have their microphone and just go ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really funny. And um, but uh, yeah, that whole, that first album PCD was really well produced pop music yep. that fusion of um, R&B and hip hop with um, mm. bubblegum pop that as we talked about the the, um, ov- the, the um, in your face sexuality of it all like I'm telling you to loosen up my buttons babe uh huh cause you keep fronting huh saying what yeah. you gonna do to me uh huh yes yeah <laughs> just telling them to step up yeah exactly <laughs> and I loved the video and they were really smart to collaborate with rappers cause like hip hop was so huge in the yes. mid 2000s as well so they had collaborated with Busta Rhymes and 
Snoop Dogg and Timberland mm. and like just all these huge, huge um, stars at the time and just were able to, um, like uh, even to this day, like because PCD did a reunion, have like started a reunion this year. Okay. Um, that I was actually supposed to go see them at the So Pop Festival, but uh, it got cancelled because of Miss Rona. <laughs> but, well, um, I actually saw the Pussycat Dolls in concert 10 years ago. Oh, wow. And do you know, I'll, I'll give, do you know who the supporting act was? Oh, I was about to say, were they the supporting act no, for Lady were, Gaga? No, no, Lady Gaga was, was the support, support act for them. Yes. Because this is pre-bad pre romance. Yeah. And, yes. and everything, I remember which, that Which is concert. insane to think of now. <laughs> yeah. Because Lady Gaga is absolutely one of the biggest stars of the last 10, yes. of the last 10 years. But um, yeah, and but I just loved like the, the choreography was amazing too because yeah. it was that mix of um, burlesque but with like what was hot at the time and really just um, amazing, amazing. Like kind of like um, little, uh, I guess like a moment in pop culture history of this like you know this dance troupe yeah that were yeah. able to get number ones all over the place mm. and yep. this huge worldwide success um through the realms of having one lead singer yeah i remember that concert because my co-worker at the time went and when she came back she was like oh yeah i saw the pussycat dolls last night but you know it was the opening act that i found really amazing and yep. then lady gaga came back as a headliner, yeah, for the Monster Ball tour. Yep, yep. and she less went and saw. Later. Yeah, less than a year later, and she went and saw her. Amazing! For that. Yes. I love everything about that story. Mm. I went to the Monster Ball. We'll talk. We'll, we'll do a Lady Gaga moment. We need a, for yeah, the we podcast, need a Lady Gaga. Sure. Yeah, I would love to do like a. I think I would love to see it like um female, like as in like strong female week and we yes. and we talk about that i think it would be amazing mm. but yeah but they're my they're my five choices I've, well I've, I've got a couple of honorable mentions yes actually. yes please tell. um so there's a really really great so first of all we've already talked about the spice girl so i'll just quickly mention to become one one of my one of the, yeah. <laughs> that's a moment that was that was the very first tune that my my college acapella group learned oh, was to become great one song. it was arranged for us and and we recorded it as well so oh such yeah. a good moment and uh, and i've song. and when i've heard it like you know you're at, you're at a house party and it comes on like oh mm. vodka and the spice girls just go so well together <laughs> yes, it's a great mix you. it's a great cocktail mm. <laughs> um also i already talked about don't let go and vogue i didn't get to speak about two other uk girl groups because i was like i was this is one of the hardest episodes for mm. me because of like the how much we get to choose from um but never ever by all saints mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. moment absolutely a moment. that whole um i guess like confessional at the beginning uh where it's like you're at a eulogy at a funeral <laughs> almost mm. love that uh also uh little mix so little yes. mix uh when the they won the x factor back in 2011 and they actually um, been that they've been together longer than all the biggest acts. So like yeah. Spice Girls, Girls Aloud, all that kind of. They've actually stayed together. And what's really interesting is that they've had UK huge success, yep. European, worldwide. Except they've still haven't quite cracked the US. The US in a in a juggernaut way, which is yeah. so interesting. You're they such were a actually people. Um, <laughs> and actually, they yes, yes, you are. <laughs> they were actually the first UK girl group because um, they. Um, got a number one album mm. and um they the spice girls didn't even get to get a number one they got a number one single but they didn't actually mm. quite get a number, number one, one album, album. with the yep. spi is it spice yeah spice was the album yep. wasn't it yeah yep. um so they've actually had like some little like you know peaks along the way um but uh but they actually have really really good like the music is of the times yeah. um being able to involve trap with pop music and hip-hop and r&b and like and and they can all really 
sing really, really well. And they're still the going. They're, they're still, still going. going. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they've reached their 10-year anniversary next year, oh, which is wow. incredible. And they, were, and they had never met before the show, mm. and they kind of got put together. And it's one of those things where they're, um, they don't want it to end, so I think they're just w- willing to work and work and work. Yes. I saw Little Mix in concert like three years ago, and there's one girl there, she's like this little blonde girl, her name's Perry. She can sing. Like, she's like, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll show you a couple of videos sometime. It's one of those things where, like, her tone is just like, and she's 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 trained. That's yeah, it. So she's okay. actually a classically trained singer, singer that went yeah. into pop, mm. but it's worked in her favor in, a, in an yep. amazing way. So they're my honorable mentions. That's that's the playlist. Um, I yeah. have some honorable mentions. Yes, same, same, tell same. us, tell us. Yes, please Okay, tell us. so first I have, I have two kinds of honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> I have one, which is songs that were, like, on my big list on my long list yes. rather than my short list <laughs> yes. and then also just a list of uh like girl groups like 50s 60s girl groups that, that i just wanted to get a song but i couldn't mm. um so we have mentioned the supremes but you can't hurry love from the supremes <gasps> yeah oh, you just have to wait yes oh, they <laughs> have so many good songs so many like that's going through this it was just like ah uh, yeah um we are family from sister sledge oh. yes oh what <laughs> you know the, the oh yeah yeah sorry the they have an oh. <laughs> Their album is also really bloody good, yeah. Yeah. by yep. the way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Love is like a heat wave from Martha oh, Reeves and yes. the Vandellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do it for real when you can have a virtual hand clap? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Leader of the Pack, the Shangri-Las. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be My Baby, the Renettes. Yes. Oh. Tell Him, the Exciters. Yes. <laughs> and the last song so is My Boyfriend's Back. Uh, oh, by yep. the angels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the acts, the Chantels, the Bobettes, the Shirelles, the Marvelettes, the Crystals and the Chiffons. Yes. I just, there's too many to name. Yeah. Um, did you just describe lots of material from Spotlight? I That's did, a- yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard it was Chiffon. And <laughs> Chiffon, Chantels, Bobettes, Shirelles, Marvelettes. <laughs> Sit down, Seymour. Chiffon going to sing for you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little shop of hot rot. I just have all these musical theatre references all over the place. Yeah, like, yeah, crystals and chiffons. What was the other one? Is the Marvelettes. The Marvelettes? No, no, the Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. They were called the Ronettes, weren't they? The urchins. Uh, is Renette? What, what were their names? Oh, Renette, yeah. Their names, though. It's Crystal and Chiffon. Crystal, Chiffon, and... I thought it was Ronette. It might be Renette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah my friend was Ronette. In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm... I was very excited for this. Yes. <laughs> this is like, uh, it was very hard to get it down to five. Did you have any honorable mentions? Um, I only had the one, and it's not a band that I'm familiar with, and I, I love them just because of their name. <laughs> yes. uh, they were a girl group back in the 70s, and they are an actual band mm-hmm. as well, so they play all their own instruments, but they're called Fanny. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fronted by two Filipino sisters who happen to move to the U.S. Uh, one plays guitar, the other plays bass. And I did watch a couple of videos of them from the 70s, mm. and they're actually really, really good. So, yeah, cool. Um, it's a band that I'm going to explore. Absolutely. Also, um, just to quickly add to that list, now that we've talked about so many other girl groups, <laughs> um, I think we'd be shot if I didn't at least just to say the words the Bengals and the Go Go's. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, we got the beat and yep. Walk Like an Egyptian. Yes. Uh, bangers. Eternal Flame, as much as it hurts me to admit. <laughs> 
is a banger. <laughs> Manic Monday. Yes. Manic Monday. Yeah, right. So good. So for all those people that are listening that are like, where are the bangles? Where are the go-go's? We have acknowledged that they exist, trust yes. me. It was just really hard to like, because we, we only have five down. songs yeah. each. 15 yeah. songs. It's and there, there are so many more than 15. Yeah, 15 acts. songs and three flops. That's right. So which will be the next section. That's right. We will take a short break and then we will come back with It's a Flop. Thank you, sponsored ad, for your <laughs> kind words. Um, we have had like a incredible time today talking about girl bands, a topic that I think we are all quite professional in. Actually, by the end of this talk, <laughs> I think. Uh, sure. So, can we it's please not professional, passionate? Yeah, yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I've got a PhD in passion, years of it. Uh, so, with that, we've had a sabi. Hey, Asabi. We've hey. had a lovely producer, Zane, join us today. Thank That's you again me. for joining the table. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, my name's... Uh, it's, it's your table, so you can do whatever you want with it anyway. <laughs> um, my, my name's Josh, and we have been shuffologizing all over... Oh, that's a... Can we put that as a word? Shuffologizing and breaking down some of our favorite girl band choices for this lovely playlist. Don't forget that you can reach out to us on social media. So we are Shuffology Podcast on Facebook, Shuffology Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us at shuffologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and tell us some of your choices that you that you think that we, that we missed because we definitely missed a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many. So many to choose from. So many to choose from. Well, right now we're up to my we are up to my favorite set segment of the week and that is it's, it's a, a flop, flop. <laughs> so we always have amazing choices to add to our playlist and just to add a little bit of sugar spice and everything nice we choose excuse me we choose three uh choices that are flops to us we don't really want feeling it as much as we love girl bands there's some girl bands that make really really bad choices mm. those bad choices usually result in them breaking up so so we're going to start off with our amazing friend Zane. Can you please, with your knowledge, with all your knowledge and passion for girl groups, mm-hmm. what's a flop in your life? Um, uh, now this is just personal choice uh, because this this was a huge act. Um, it is Atomic Kitten. Yes. Um, and it, it's it's their song Hole Again. Ah! <laughs> I love that song so much. <laughs> Looking back on when we first met. Yep. I I can. Asabi. I just think I, ju- I just I just think it's a bad message. <laughs> it's like just move on. Exactly. Just That's get true. over it. If he if he doesn't want to be with you. Just find someone else. Also, do you really need someone to make you whole again? Yeah, exactly like, right. Really? Um, but that's the thing. Like, uh, Atomic Kitten have done some really good stuff. And, and like, yes. I don't hold it against them. It's just I don't particularly enjoy the message of this song. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Their cover of The Tide is High is also quite a banger, actually, I have to say. <laughs> well, quite a also, they covered uh, Eternal Flame by the Mangles. Yes, they, yeah. they, yeah. they oh. did. That is yeah, in my one of their one biggest singles. Right. Yeah. One of the biggest singles is a cover. Yes. Yes. Well, hmm. are we surprised? No. <laughs> Actually, it Girls Aloud, one of their biggest, biggest singles is a cover of Jump by the Pointer Sisters as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, I almost put, I almost put um, Say La Vie by Bewitched on here as well, just because. It was played to death for me when I when I was a youngin. Uh, <laughs> Still are a youngin, girl. Some uh, people say I look like my dad. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to be definitely listening to Bewitch when, <laughs> when I get off the air. Well, Zane, thank you so much for your brutal honesty. We, we appreciate it. And I can't wait to add uh, Hole Again to the playlist, actually, yeah, well, for my benefit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, Asabi, we've had one uh, choice. What is yours? All right. So my choice is a lesser known 
song by a very well-known group, Destiny's yes. Child. I've never heard um, of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the song is called Dot. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've ever heard yeah, that. I, I give it a flop just for not knowing the title, to Thank be quite you. honest. <laughs> so it was a song that was on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack, the very first Charlie's Angels that was done in 2000. Drew Barrymore, Lizzie yes. Lou. Yeah, okay. Yes. yes. And I don't know, I just didn't like it. And it was always the one that I would just kind of skip whenever mm. I heard the, like, you know, I heard it a few times. I was like, oh. Well, it, it, it was uh, underwhelming. It was well, an underwhelming too. I think also if it doesn't hold a candle next to Independent Women Part One, <laughs> one yeah, then where is Part Two? We're still figuring it out because it definitely wasn't last year's Charlie's no. Angels song. No. That was Part mm, Two. Mm. That was so awful. I didn't I see hated it. that film I did not so see much, it. and I and I saw it twice and I still hated it. Like this is one of those things, and also the song was just underwhelming. Like yeah, I love all yeah. those three girls. Like 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 there's no tomorrow, but that was not. It was called Don't Call Me Angel, and it just wasn't a thing. Who actually who, by who? Um, Ariana Grande, Lana Del Rey, and Miley Cyrus. That's my honorary flop. <laughs> I was about to say that sounds like a terrible mi- mashup of whatever. Oh uh, well, well uh, yeah, I love them individually, but yeah, it just didn't work Together, for me. Yeah, no. Well, Asabi, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Now, my okay. choice is actually a cover as well. So interestingly enough, because a lot of girl bands do cover songs, mm. um, there's another really quite. The, 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 I call them the Not Quite Girls Allowed of the UK. They're a group called the Saturdays. Um, quite a, only big in the UK, not big anywhere else. Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, they had really big songs like "Ego" and "Higher" and things like that. But they did a cover of Kelly Rowland's "When Love Takes Over," and it, and like I love "When Love Takes." Like that song was huge when when it came. Isn't out. that a cover for Kelly? No, no. So oh she, no, 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 no. You're right. Sorry, I'm thinking of Kelly Clarkson. Sorry. Yes. So Kelly Rowland uh, and David Guetta released that song back in 2009, yes, yes. and the Saturdays covered it. And you know when people just cut, co- you know when you hear a cover and you go. There's nothing that is even innovative or different about the original, mm. and you haven't sung it on par with the, <laughs> the original. Let alone you, you either you either need to be on par or sing it better yeah. when it comes to a good cover. Otherwise, it's just karaoke. It, yeah, and, 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 right. and you know what? The instrumentation even sounds like a karaoke track Ugh. to me. So, the Saturday's cover of um, "When Love Takes Over" is a big flop to me, and. I'm really sad that I even have to add it to this playlist, to be quite <laughs> honest. But that is an amazing... What, what a great week. I've been so, um, you know, uplifted by by this week's episode, talking about something that we all um, mm-hmm. love in, um, equally, which is really, really cool. Can we please say thank you one more time to Zane? Yes. Thank Finally, you, the audience were on cue. <laughs> Amazing to uh, f- for joining us this week. Um, no, another big shout out to my sister Asabi. Aww. We always love having hey. you here. And thank you to Josh oh, for running you. the episode and just always being fabulous. Oh well, that's, that, that, <laughs> yes. I feel I look better than I feel. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> it is early morning. It is early morning. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I uh, will see you next week for another amazing episode of Shuffleology. Thanks for joining us in the lab, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.